Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talking to Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah, welcome to Moving the Chains, episode 12. I'm Jamie Soward, hosting these three Pelicans as they get you up to date with all the NFL chat. And if you watch the intro, it's not weekend at Bernie's. Nick Davis is alive. Uh, we had to get him prodded there. He had to wait for his uh, segment to come up. But as I welcome the boys in, Chad Townsend has rolled in off the back of a couple of good wins. He's got a couple of tries. Just he's feeling himself. Chad, how you going, brother? I'm good, Sowie, mate. Uh, always better after win, as you know that, mate. The vibes are higher. Just um, riding that roller coaster, mate. You know, just keep it going, baby. <laughs> keep it going. One person that's keeping it going is uh, Nick Davis. He's had two Red Bulls tonight. Maybe that stunned him, but now he looks like he's awake. Dickie, how are you, brother? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm happy for Chad. You know, that uh, two 40-point weekends in a row is a good, uh, good weekend out. I got myself a new jersey, my Jonathan Abram jersey. Uh, so, a big That's shout out. Nice. To the, yeah, it's a nice jersey. So, uh, yeah, I got one for the offense just in case DC falls over. I've got my man, <laughs> Jonathan Abram, behind me. Well done, Dickie. And, of course, uh, Copes, the main man. Copes, it's good to have you here, mate, because um, I was a bit worried that you weren't going to come back after last week and you'd take your own show to Channel 7 because you are the star of this show. You've been dropping names you know, off screen. You've been saying you can get us on 7, mate. How are the contract <laughs> negotiations going? Uh, do we have a show ahead of the NFL season launch this year at Channel 7? Yeah, well, look, if it's up to me, then, yeah, of course we do. Um, I'm happy to run us in prime time on the main channel. So uh, I'll be telling everyone that I know that as well. So Can we get you away from the touch screen though? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know what I'm looking forward to this week? We all loved it last week. It was Sowie's research, mate. We're yeah. all excited. Yeah, that, I'm a little bit inconsistent at the moment, to say the least. I might, I might be in reserve grade this week. All right, tonight's show, uh, we quickly wrap up what's going on with the Washington, uh, the Washington football team. And we talk about the NRL looking uh, the goods for NFL execs to come over here and get some advice about getting this season underway. We pick our offensive rookie of the year, social questions, Copes Fantasy Chat 101. And, of course, we do our best to get the best odds, topsport.com.au, sponsors of the Move and the Chains podcast. They've got a special tonight, boys, that I think a lot of people are going to jump into. So please gamble responsibly. A lot of action being going on at the Washington football team at the moment about changing their team name. Uh, to wrap it up very quickly, boys, FedEx, uh, which actually named the field, and Nike have put some pressure on owner Dan Snyder to be able to change the name. So we're waiting uh, with bated breath to see what they will come up with and when they will change their name. I think this is a good move. We'll touch on it quickly. Chad, it is a good move. It's final, probably overdue that they will change their name and we're expecting it to happen very, very soon. Yeah, look, I think it is a good move, Sal. I think with, with the times and everything that, that's been happening of late, especially in America, um, these conversations are long overdue. And, and I think um, the Redskins... Uh, sorry, the Washington football team have rectified this and, you know, they've spoken about uh, still wanting to change the name but honouring uh, the Native Americans and also the organisation and, and the history. So, um, you know, I think it, uh, when they change the name and what to, it's going to be interesting, but I think it's a good move. 
Copes, I was listening to ESPN during the week. Tony Kornheiser, who's been a well-respected journalist who hosts Pardon the Interruption, Mike Wilburn, they talk about writing these articles for the Washington football team to change their name 30, 40 years ago. This mm. isn't something new. So we are expecting at this time to finally happen. The interesting thing is that the fans over there probably aren't as up in arms as everyone else, but we are expecting it to happen. The pressure for Dan Snyder is immense at the moment to get this right, not only for his sponsors, but for going forward. And as Chad said, at the time of the world in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the best things that's come out of all of this is uh, certainly for myself, you know, sitting down and seeing all that is going on in the States, you know, what do we need to do in this scenario? As people, even as far away as Australia, we need to educate ourselves. We need to learn. We need to hear what these people are talking about um, in all walks of life. So I think it's important that the, the NFL as a whole do exactly the same. And Roger Goodell is, I think, from everything that we hear on ESPN and certainly on NFL Live and shows like that, uh, he is the one pushing this behind the scenes. He is the one who came out and responded to the Black Lives Matter video um, he and part of the organisation as a whole are responding to things like this. And I think it's important, not just for an NFL team, they're in the capital city of America. Yeah. So I think it's important. Yeah, it will be time for a change. We'll be waiting to see what the Washington football team come up with and Dan Snyder, their owner. All right, boys, let's get into the NFL action. We saw during the week some articles coming out about NFL executives, Nick Davis, sounding out the NRL about the best ways to restart the season. Uh, for a long time, I think the four of us have been wanting the NRL to take over uh, their operations and look at the NFL and how they do things and try and bring back some of that to grow our game, to get some more money and revenue into our game to make it bigger. But this is huge for the NRL and Peter Volandis about what they've been able to do and get the NFL over here. Yeah, it's going to be huge. And, and full credit to, to Peter Volandis and the NRL for you know, being, uh, being at the forefront of world sport at the moment. And it's, it's put the NRL in Australia on the front foot. The, we, we spoke about it and I mentioned it uh, a few pods ago that uh, the NFL have always got a, a few things already in place. They do travel on charter flights. Uh, they've got uh, a few of these protocols already in place. But for me, one of the main things is going to be for them, similar to what now the AFL have done, if there's a, a, an area or certain areas of, the, the, of America that, that are looking like they're COVID-free, is there a chance or a possibility of getting NFL teams all to that area? I think probably not. The, the, the amount of people that are involved in an NFL team moving, training facilities, all these sorts of things that the AFL have been able to do in moving teams out of Victoria uh, this week, I just can't see that being able to be done with an American football team's plural. So that's going to be one one thing that, that that's really going to happen. I've, I've, I think, um, I don't think there's going to be any fans this year at the NFL. I can't see, given the numbers that are coming out of the states, they're not going to have any fans there. So it's going to be where they're going to, if, how they're going to move these teams around, and, and where they're going to land. Chad, I'll come to you in a second because you're actually living it at the moment. You are in the NRL bubble and you're going through all the protocols before and after games and training and all that kind of stuff. But Copes, in the NBA at the moment, they are about to go into Disney, uh, Disneyland and go into a bubble and try and complete this NBA season. We're seeing players pull out not only for COVID risk but also injury as well. If they were to get into a couple of bubbles and try and get the NFL season underway, I'm expecting a lot of these high-profile players not wanting to risk 
going in and playing games, maybe you know back to back on surfaces that have already been played on. It's a it's a multi billion dollar business. The NFL. I'm expecting a lot of players not to play if the risk of COVID nineteen is still about when the NFL season is about to get underway. Yeah, it's a great point, and I think the NBA is a great example because, you know, much like the NRL and AFL in Australia, it's it's getting underway. There's things happening. The thing that I'm noticing is how quickly the landscape changes. Uh, if one player gets you know COVID, yeah. it's it's a going to shake the landscape again, but b the likelihood of just one player getting it if you're in a bubble is very slim. So their training environment how many people are exposed to it. If you have 10 players, say, from the New Orleans Saints, and Drew Brees is one of them, they all go down one week, 14-day mandatory isolation. That means two games missed. You know, it's going to start to get to a point where not just the fans that will be blowing up, but the players, they're going to be losing games because their 10 best players, say, are not on the park. So there's so many challenges here, and let alone the family and the health side of it. Yeah, and you think about, uh, that's why we signed 30 for 30, who's also known as Jameis Winston. We have eight <laughs> quarterbacks on our roster uh, at New Orleans Saints. Chad, you're living it. Now, a couple of questions here. I spoke to uh, Andrew Abdo, who's the uh, CEO at the moment of the NRL. One in 10,000 chance of a player conducting COVID with the protocols that they've taken. How much has it changed your match day preparation, knowing that you had to potentially fly up to North Queensland or go to the Central Coast on game day where you know you would be there the night before? I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers getting on a charter flight at six in the morning to play a nine o'clock game at night uh, on the West Coast if they are to get that done. It certainly changes your preparation. That's why the best teams and the best cultured teams have been able to succeed in the NRL. Yeah, definitely, Sam. Look, I think this season, you know, this whole year, it's it's a year that we'll never forget. And it's a year of adapting to the change. And if you don't adapt to the current climate, the current environment, environment, you're you're not going to succeed. So for us, you know, we we played the Gold Coast on the weekend and we traveled up on the day of the game on a chartered flight, uh, got our bus, drove us to the airport, dropped off on the tarmac, walked straight on the plane, on the plane, landed on the Gold Coast, off the plane on a bus straight to the ground and we had, we had to adapt, you know, it's not the same. It's different. Um, the NRL has done an outstanding job at adapting. And I guess the lucky thing that we've got in Australia right now is the rate of infection. And as you just said, uh, the interim CEO, Andrew Abdo, uh, was one in 10,000. Now when the NRL, uh, was, was suspended, I'm pretty sure the rate of infection was up around 20, 20 odd percent. And then once we returned to play, it was under 1%. So, We've got to, I think the, the NFL, sorry, will have to take into consideration the rate of infection over there, which is obviously skyrocketing, you know, a, a lot much bigger population in America. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they start up, if they go into bubbles, because as Dickie said, the, the sheer size of NFL squads, and we're already here in that training camp, um, the usual 90 players, uh, the start of training camp is going to be less. So, you know, very interesting times for, for NFL teams. Yeah, we might throw this up on our at Moving the Chains uh, Twitter poll for this week. Boys, it's a simple one. Do we think the NFL season will happen this this year? Nick, a lot of things that will have to come into place. The, N- the NRL on a small scale will be trying to give advice to the NFL, but we're talking about these – I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on $35 million. You know, that's what six teams bloody caps over here, you know. So um, I can't imagine them trying to – they'll take some small things here and there, but this is on a whole different landscape – to what we're expecting. Do you, do you expect the NFL to get underway 
as per schedule this year? Mate, I'm fingers crossed, yes, because uh, I'm, I'm invested. I'm looking forward to a big year for the Raiders, but, you know, well, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I have a better reason than that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's I want the season time. to happen because I think the Raiders can make the playoffs. That's let's the open up the Twitter poll. The best thing, no, yes, no, maybe, because Nick Davis <laughs> needs a maybe in there because it won't be because these Raiders are going good. I can tell the you. The best that. thing the Raiders have going for them this year is a new stadium and training facilities. Did he? That's true. Well, the whole, the whole 31 other teams might be there with them, so you never know. <laughs> I did see today it's 10 Sundays away. As 10 Sundays yesterday. away. So there you go. We've got 10 weeks. Uh, all you fans out there, the 15 fans that we have listening week to week, you've got 10 <laughs> more weeks of us talking before we get underway. Uh, Copes, yes, no, maybe the NFL season starting on schedule. Yes. Chad? Yes. There you go. So go to App Moving the Chains. I think it will as well. I think they'll find a way. It, just, it has too much money involved in this, way above what we're ever thinking uh, over here. All right, boys, it's time to get into a little bit of fun now. Uh, the research last week, Copes, I, I think I surprised you, to say the least. I actually took you know, 15 to 20 minutes out of my time to really sit down and study the form of my New Orleans Saints and come up with a pretty detailed report to which I lent on you. Uh, I was at one end just bowling line and length, and you come on and took the wicket. So uh, this week we've decided to cons- uh, voice our biggest concerns for our team. Uh, Chad, I'm going to start with you. The biggest concerns as to why they won't win the Super Bowl in 2021 for the uh, Cleveland Browns? Yeah, look, Sally, I think the biggest concern for us is it has to be Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, he was underwhelming in his sophomore season, had a fantastic rookie year. You know, our offense, there's no doubt on paper we've got one of the best offensive, uh, some of the best offensive weapons in the league. You know, a tandem wide receiver partnership, a, a great tight end, um, you know, some young running backs, very underrated. Nick Chubb, you know, you've got Kareem Hunt in the background. But I think it all revolves around Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield has a good year, uh, then the Browns will have a good year. And for me, as a fan, I think that's where uh, my biggest concern is because I know uh, how poorly they played last year and, and how much um, noise that, you know, is generated about the Browns. And obviously... Uh, you know, having Odell Beckham Jr. on your team, you're going to have a lot of noise as well. So that's where that's where I'm sitting. Yeah, there you go. There are the concerns for the Cleveland Browns. What about you, Dickie? Plenty of concerns for the Las Vegas Raiders. Zero. One of them, one of them won't <laughs> be playing at a, a tip-top stadium. I've got one concern. There's one concern for for my Las Vegas Raiders that I'm in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs. That is my one and only concern. <laughs> I'm I'm confident in my quarterback, Derek Carr that he'll get the job done. I'm confident that I've got the best running back in the, in the division, in uh, Jacobs. Wow. Easily the best running back. And I'm confident that Mike Mayock and Coach Gruden have put together an offense that can do some work. I think they've been able to add uh, through the offseason, through free agency, some uh, defensive side of the ball, some players there. My man behind me, Jonathan Abram, is going to come back from a shoulder injury this year. He was amazing. In, if anyone watched Hard Time Knocks, Time the Raiders Hard Knocks. Time out. We want, we, we, want, we want the biggest concerns. We don't want to hear... Kansas City that. Chiefs. Right. There you go. Uh, Trent Copeland. My only concern. Kansas City, City Chiefs. Let's keep it rolling here. Trent Copeland, what are the San Francisco 49ers' biggest concerns 
this year and please be more detailed and I know you will than our uh, good friend there, <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that was extraordinary, Dickie. Uh, look, I, I think the biggest thing for the 49ers, there's two, two major things. Our wide receiver group and in turn, Jimmy G. Can Jimmy G stand up and take a team past getting to a Super Bowl? When they were down against the Chiefs, he didn't have... A, the, the arm strength or, or at least the game planning to be able to get out of that hole. So for me as a 49ers fan, I think that's one of the biggest ones. But going with that is Emmanuel Sanders leaves, Marquise Goodwin leaves, and now Debo Samuel has a foot injury that could take him uh, into a, like a month into the season. So uh, how are we going to get through that? And then the next one for me is the biggest off-season move in my opinion, was the retirement of Joe Staley and the signing of Trent Williams. Um, how does he come in to that offensive line? Um, does he have the impact that can give Jimmy G that space uh, and Kyle Shanahan that space to run the play calling that they know and love? They're the biggest questions for me. The biggest questions around my New Orleans Saints are, will the referees rip us off again? And I've used that joke before, but I will be serious this time. Now, my biggest concern is Alvin Kamara, uh, not as uh, probably busy as what he was uh, in his rookie season, comes in. They need to get that mix right. They've got Emmanuel Sanders there. They've got Michael Thomas to be out. They've got plenty of targets there, but they need a solid run game. And hopefully he stays injury-free, but they need a solid run game to be able to balance that up because... Drew Brees is one injury away from potentially going down and then we have to call on 30 for 30 or Taysom Hill. So um, the, the, the concern around an ageing quarterback um, is alarming for me because Brees was hurt last year and we had to go to Teddy. He went 5-0, and then we lose him. The other concern is, you know, this is the NFC is tough right now. You know, if we get, get off to a slow start, all of a sudden you know, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, if they come in and light it up, and we lose that division, we're fighting for a wild card, the road to a Super Bowl may be a little bit different rather than hosting down there in New Orleans in that Superdome. So plenty of concerns, I think, for New Orleans. But if they get it all right on paper, they may be able to get the job done and sneak home. And then Drew Brees will sail off into the wind, another uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. That's fingers crossed. But uh, how was that, Copes? That was brilliant, mate. Nailed it. Yeah. I wing that. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's quickly uh, plug the sponsors. Topsport.com.au where you get the best odds for racing and sports in Australia. Please gamble responsibly. They have come up with a market, boys. And it's an enticing one here. With the news of Cam Newton signing with the New England Patriots last week, uh, they've put up a market of Brady v. Belichick. Who meant more to who? The New England Patriots are $2.15 to win more games than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at $1.70. Nick Davis, both these sides predicted to win nine and a half games uh, on topsport.com.au. But the $2.15 in that division for the Patriots, that is juicy. Yeah, I think in that division, um, it, it, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's Tom versus uh, Bill. But in more, it, it's who's healthier between Tom and, and Cam Newton. I don't think anyone's expecting MVP Cam to come into to New England and do what he did for the Carolina Panthers. But Cam Newton, whether he, he reinvents himself, I think getting to, to Bill Belichick, and he might be the best coach in the NFL to reinvent Cam, to, to let it, open him up to a new playbook, to take a little bit of what Cam was able to do at the Panthers and bring him into this Patriots uh, system. I think, uh, I think the Patriots uh, are a good bet there. Chad, the boys at topsport.com.au, they're expecting Tampa Bay to get off to a flyer, but it could be the opposite. They may take a couple of weeks to get into a rhythm, especially 
not having the off season where you can get that unit together, working day in, day out, two a day practices, as they say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dollar seventy. If they start slow, the Patriots could walk this in. Yeah, look, I think both teams, you know, both teams could potentially start slow. You know, both teams have new quarterbacks. The only relationship that Tom has is with Gronk. Um, He's learning, you know, he's training, doing workouts now with his team um, when the NFLPA has advised them not to. But, you know, Mm. we quite regularly see uh, Tom and Gronk and his receivers working out. But you're right, you know, these teams, both of them, new quarterbacks, potentially could be slow starters. But for me, I think, you know, the, uh, the Patriots is real juicy there. I think... Um, yeah, they've still got a really good roster and a really good team, really good coach. Um, they just they just don't have to go anymore. So if Cam come in there and um, you know do his play his role, uh, you know they're juicy odds. Copes two dollars fifteen. You go into the NFL regular season match uh, on the app or the website, and you will find these odds: Patriots, Buccaneers, two fifteen. Patriots dollar seventy for the Buccaneers. If Cam Newton can get anywhere near the twenty fifteen Cam Newton. that's like stealing money, isn't it? Yeah, it is, absolutely. Look, I think the Bucs are going to be pretty good. And I also think the Patriots are going to be much better than what people anticipate. The biggest thing for me is he comes in and now the Patriots don't have Jarrett Stidham at the helm. If there's something going on that he hasn't experienced, can he get them out of that? That question isn't there. He's not, Cam's not going to be overawed by any situation He's got that bravado and that confidence. The big thing for me is he hasn't uh, played as a pocket passer in his, entire, is in, in his entire career to this point. At 31 years of age, is he still mobile enough to be that running quarterback that he's always been? Or can Bill change him into finding a way to get more than 24 touchdowns in a season? Because that's as good as he's ever been. And to me, that may not be enough. Um, the big thing for me, though, he's calm. He won't be overawed. Uh, and to me, that's enough for the Patriots to be the better odds here. Yeah, I just saw the Patriots and I saw Cam Newton with his shirt off and I thought, beautiful, $2.15. I was mesmerised by his body. That is not a quarterback's body. I can tell you that right now for Super Cam. So, it's not a halfback's body, I know that. <laughs> it's definitely not my body. And it's not Chat's body. I can tell you that right, right now. Topsport.com.au, uh, the NFL regular season matchup between Bilicek and Brady. You can go in there and get $2.15 about the Patriots, $1.70 about the Bucks. Chad Townsend, it's now time. We've decided to pick our off-season, uh, sorry, our uh, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Who would you go with this year? There's plenty out there, plenty of good prospects coming through, but it's a little bit, it's a big step up when you get into the big leagues. Plus, if you're a wide receiver, you've got to be getting thrown the ball. Yeah, look, uh, I, there's quite a few really good rookies this year. I think, uh, for me, I think it's hard to go past someone like, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think the fact that he's playing on a Chiefs team that uh, are so hot right now, uh, have a great quarterback and, you know, obviously coming off a great Super Bowl win, if he can slot into that team and they can have some success early on and he can really, you know, uh, take that ball forward and move, and move the chains, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he, I think he's going to be up there. I think also, you know, I love to see Tua in there. I think um, he's in the mix. Uh, I think the fact... Uh, that he's gone into a Miami Dolphins situation where he probably doesn't have as much pressure on him as Joe Burrow as the number one pick. But for me, I think it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. What about you, Dickie? Someone from the Raiders? No, I'll leave my man Henry. He can just do his thing. We would fly under the radar with uh, with Henry Ruggs the third. But oh, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I think uh, if if you just, it's a, probably an easy out. But 
Uh, he's the number one pick. He's the quarterback. He's going to start. He's going to get all the opportunities. Like you said, some of these wide receivers that are out there, they've got to work their way into the scheme. They've got to get thrown the footy. Uh, and some of the running backs, it's, it's different running between the tackles, as Cope says, than compared to running in, in college football. So uh, I'm going to stick with Joe Burrow. Copes, you're going to say someone that neither of us have heard of, so go for uh, it. No, well, Joe Burrow's a, a lock-in, I would say. You know, to know that you're the day one starter, to have that opportunity in front of you, basically, regardless of how you play, I think that opportunity speaks for itself. So if he doesn't win it, I'll throw you two names that I think could really take it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, a running back, he, he has the best offensive line in football, or certainly one of them, with the Colts. I really like what he offers um, if he can beat out Marlon Mack. And the other one to me is Jerry Judy uh, at the Broncos, who I think is so polished and he's going to come in and fly in the NFL. Yeah, this was a tough one for me because I go through my uh, fantasy team and I got given a couple of rookies that I'd never heard of. But CeeDee Lamb for the Dallas Cowboys, wide receiver. You have a look at Amari Cooper, got that big contract. He's going to attract a lot of attention. And sometimes these rookies can just sneak up on you and get you know, big yardage early on. Plus, Dak Prescott's going to be wanting to air the ball. He's got the, the perfect attack around him now. Good offensive line, good running game. He's got weapons both sides of the ball. So I'm expecting CeeDee Lamb pretty much because he's the only rookie that I knew, apart from the other ones that you mentioned, uh, to have a big season. So that's who we're expecting uh, to have big seasons for their offensive rookie of the year. It's now time, boys, for uh, one of my favourite parts of the show. Definitely, I know, Copes, this is one of your favourite parts of the show, but, Chad, this is your segment. It's now time for social questions from our uh, fans there at Moving the Chains. The first one comes from Kiwi NFL Dynasty. DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, who has the better season? And I'll start with you, Chad. And how good would Viliami Kikau be as a tight end in the NFL? 6'5", 119 kilos, uh, speed, skill, size, it's all there. Chad? Jeez, that's a hard one. I think uh, I'll probably have to go Tyler Lockett. I think uh, he's just a little bit more reliable at this stage of his career. You know, when, when Russ is looking for uh, big plays, he looks to Tyler Lockett. He's his number one man. You know, I really like DK Metcalf, but for me, I think it's Tyler Lockett. And uh, yeah, Kikau, look, is absolutely damaging with the ball in hand. Uh, probably the hardest guy to tackle in the NRL, Viliami Kikau, carries the ball one hand. Uh, got some very good skill, can jump. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him have a go at tight end. I think he would, I think he would play really well. Uh, Copes, I'll go to you first. Metcalf or Lockett, and then I'll go to Dickie for his evaluation of Viliami Kikau as a tight end. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that, by the way. Uh, I, I'm going to say Lockett as well. Um, but give me a year, and I reckon it's going to be Metcalf. He looked unbelievable in his rookie season. So I think they're going to expand his route tree, uh, and he could make some real noise. So Lockett now, Metcalf in the future. Dickie? Uh, which question, mate? Uh, <laughs> Metcalf and Lockett, we better get some serious content out of you. And then... Uh, <laughs> Kikau, who, who's a big fan of moving the chains, actually. He uh, downloads it every week. Uh, would he be able to make it as a tight end in the NFL? Uh, I'm going to go DK Metcalf. And I, I think uh, their whole landscape changes if you see uh, some of the reports that come out and the footage of uh, AB uh, working out with Russ. So uh, I think DK Metcalf, I thought he was huge towards the back end of the season. Viliama Kikau... And, I mentioned it when uh, a little while ago. I want to see some of these NRL guys go and play on the defense. Imagine him coming as a linebacker if he got through. Yeah. Like, I want to see some of these guys, George Tafua, the guys that can, Dallin uh, Wateni Zalesniak. I want to see some of these guys that can put 
Chad nearly killed Moisa last two weeks ago by throwing a hospital pass. I want to see some <laughs> of these guys think about playing edge, you know, rush, um, pass rushes, linebackers, and, and even, you know, um, some safety. Because I reckon everyone is thinking NRL guys play offense. I want to see some of them go over and have a crack at some defense. Didn't Did you tackle him, though? I tackled him once. It did not. How'd you go? And I missed him once. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if the six again rule was in, it would have been started three times over when he came in to tackle him. Um, I would say, look, Lockett, for, for at the moment, I agree with Copes. I think Metcalf's growing into a really good receiver, someone that we probably didn't rate because of his body shape. And as for Kikiao, he could be the first person to play both sides of the ball. Um, you, know, you think about the stamina, he may be able to just go in there, be a pass rusher, but also uh, catch a pass or two. All right, let's keep it moving. Our biggest fan, I'm moving the chains, is Fantasy Football Down Under. Copes, you've got some news just while I get this question ready. We've joined Fantasy Football Down Under as a team, uh, and our draft is coming up very, very soon. Who's going to take the first pick, me, Dickie, Chad, or you? Oh, I'm happy to make it a collective decision, mate. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be great fun. I think it's you know it's great for our podcast to be getting out there, and there's a lot of NFL junkies in Australia, so it's it's all earned all around the world in this league. So um, there's heaps of people I saw today. Um, he was posting on Twitter about raising upwards of six thousand dollars. A large portion of that to go to charity. So doing great work, and I can't wait to get involved. It's always good fun. His question is, what team do you see AB land uh, AB land on for fantasy purposes? For him, it would be the Washington uh, football team or the Patriots. We'll go around the grounds here. Chad, AB, where would be the f- best fantasy uh, land for AB? Yeah, look, I, I, I really liked – I liked seeing the footage of him with Russ the other day, to be honest. I, I think – uh, it'd, be, it'd be a good spot for him. I think under Pete Carroll, uh, some senior leadership in Russ, uh, I think it potentially could work. Copes? Uh, I'd say the Ravens. I think they are, you know, Hollywood Brown is getting there. Mark Andrews is solid, but AB would give him a real dominant number one wide receiver. He seems to have some rapport with him as well, Lamar Jackson. So that'd be fun for me. Icky? Uh, I think it'd be good for Cam if he if you want to turn him into a pocket passer. There's no one better to aim the footy at than AB. So uh, the Patriots. Imagine him going back there. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's it's funny you bring that up, Copes, because my team that I'd love to see him on is the the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that he would look gold uh, in that silver and black. <laughs> uh, we'll have to wait and see what. I got another jersey. <laughs> uh, the poor Mac Pearl. He's a regular here on moving the chains. Uh, this one's we'll go around the grounds again really quickly here. Do you think James Connor, Juju, and Big Ben can get the Steelers' attack moving northward this year? I thought their effort was great considering injuries. Chad Townsend, they make the playoffs if those guys are fit. Um, are they a Super Bowl threat? Yeah, I don't think they're a Super Bowl threat, but I thought last year they'd done an extremely good job with the adversity that they faced. They, they were hit with a number of injuries. Obviously, you know, I'm not sure how many quarterbacks they used all last season with obviously Big Ben out for the whole year. But the fact that he's back now gives them a huge boost. Um, you know, James Conner, um, no doubt, needs to improve. I didn't think he was as good as his rookie year last year. But um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl threat. But I think uh, they'll be in and around their division, as they always are. Dickie? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I think it's just fitness. I think James Conner's just got to prove his fitness. Uh, he, was, he was in and out of the side. Obviously, Ben coming back. And, and Juju, you know, he, he burst onto the scene two years ago and uh, probably had to carry the, the, 
the weight of the nation of the Steelers nation last time. So look, I, I think same thing. I'm not sure if they're Super Bowl contenders, but if they all stay fit and healthy, they'll uh, they'll be better than 500 team. Copes, Big Bang got rid of the beard. Did he get rid of their Super Bowl chances as well? Uh, no, I actually think they could do. And the reason is that their defense became elite last year when they got Minka Fitzpatrick. They gave up some good capital in the draft for him, but he was able to come in, change the landscape. I mean, they had Duck Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, I don't even remember who was playing quarterback, um, but Big Ben wasn't there and they were still winning games. So if they can do that, Juju didn't hit the ground running last year like we all hoped, certainly from a fantasy perspective. A lot of people were drafting him in the first round thinking it was going to be his big year. If health lets those three stay on the park, along with some pretty talented young other wide receivers as well, I think they can make a run at it. Yeah, this one's directed uh, for Brad Bolt on Twitter. There's two questions to go, and I'll, I'll go through these pretty quickly. This one's straight to you, uh, Chad. David Njoku has re- requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns before the season starts. Does he become a top-tier tight end if he gets traded to Green Bay or Houston, or does he have a higher upside with the Browns and Stefanowski's uh, two tight end sets? Yeah, look, I, I think he's. I, th- I think he... He has a high ceiling if he stays. I think the fact that um, Kevin Stefanski likes to use the two tight end sets would suit him a little bit better. But I think the fact that they've brought in Austin Hooper over the top of him and signed him on a big contract probably doesn't sit well with him. And the fact that he wants to get out, sees himself as a starter. Um, but I don't think, uh, you know, he, sorry, I, I, I'm not sure it'll work out at Green Bay. I think that, you know, his best, his best chance is probably to stay with the Browns. Okay, round the grounds here. McGovern78 on Instagram wants to know, he's a big Carolina Panthers fan and a big Cam Newton fan. He wants to know, can he trade teams now uh, to the New England Patriots because Cam Newton has gone there? One word answers, Chad Townsend. No. Copes? No, you can't be doing that. And Dickie? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. I'm going to say no because I know, Sean, and, uh, mate, you have to stay with the, the Brown. No way. The, the Panthers, sorry. You've got Christian McCaffrey who may have to play everywhere. Last question is Big Aussie Phil uh, on Twitter. Chad Townsend, why did you change your hairstyle? <laughs> Mate, my hair's the same. My hair's the same. It's looking good. I've changed it up. You know what I mean? We're winning a few games, so I'm just going to keep rolling with it. But, Sally, before you do wrap it up, mate, I've just got one more question here from our Instagram followers um, at Moving the Chains NFL on Instagram from Ben Hitchcock for you, Sally. Is Haskins the answer in DC at the quarterback position? It's funny, isn't it? Because he came out with a lot of hype, Haskins. But the thing with – I guess I relate that back to young halfbacks in the the NRL is it's going to take a little bit of time. Plus – does he have the weapons around him to be successful or is he just on a hide into nothing? He, so, he showed some positive touches last year, uh, but he wasn't able to get the job done. And you think about that time, his first win, and he was off signing autographs in the stands <laughs> rather than going out and taking the kneel. So um, I think that it, it must be tough to, get, to be a good player in the NFL, get drafted to a shitty team with not many weapons and, and you have to try and see that cycle through. You can imagine Kalen Ponga in the NRL coming out and being drafted to the Gold Coast Titans, with, with all due respect, but to the Gold Coast Titans with not many other weapons around him, do we actually get to see uh, the best of Kalen Ponger if he's at the Titans or at the Bulldogs? So I think Haskins is going to be the right guy to start with, but you're not going to know unless you start to spend some money and put some weapons around him. So uh, potentially he will be, but uh, he may not be in the short term. He may not get to see that through. 
How was that, Copes? I saw you a bit surprised there that I even knew who Haskin was, eh? No, that was good, man. <laughs> that was good. Uh, all right, boys, we've been talking enough. Uh, we've, we've left the fantasy Copes out because I've just got one quick one, and this is uh, for me again. But uh, I'm in a couple of different leagues. I've got Patrick Mahomes as my starting quarterback in an NFL dynasty one. So it's a long-term investment. Matt Stafford is my backup. Do I trade Matt Stafford in the hope that I can get maybe a second rounder or someone else back? Or do I just hold on to him in case Patrick Mahomes, touch wood, comes up and maybe gets injured? How many teams is the league? 16. Absolutely. Trade him. Absolutely. Trade him and get whatever you can for him. Because in worst case scenario, ideally, Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. But if he goes down, you're going to have to pick up someone... Stafford's not going to win you the championship anyway, in my opinion. So that's the way I'm looking at it. So pick up someone from the waiver wire that's close to uh, Matt Stafford and do your best. But likely, if Mahomes goes down, you're not winning anyway. Yeah, great. I didn't. I came last last year, actually. Mahomes was my only good player. But anyway, <laughs> um, at Moving the Chains uh, on Twitter, make sure you get your questions in there every week, boys. Topsport.com.au, proud sponsors of the Moving the Chains podcast. And stay tuned because Channel 7 are a knocking. I can feel it right now, boys. <laughs> very, very Let's soon. go. The gym. I'm going to have to get Chad Townsend's haircut. <laughs> uh, make sure you get all your questions in next week. Stay safe. Look after each other. We'll see you next week.